0: Welcome to Heavy Sweater Podcast. My name is John King. Back at it again this week, this time in fucking lockdown. Uh, This was recorded last Monday, so just before the Brisbane lockdown happened and then the extension. But yeah, today's guest is Ashley Lowe of Isolation and Crave Death. And this is a fucking sick episode. Probably one of my favorites. It's great. Just like good conversation. But yeah, we get into Ash's beginnings and his being in lifeblood and his love for death metal as well as starting isolation and the recording process for their new EP This World Grows Cold and uh, that's available wherever you listen to music. Go check it out and how he got into Crave Death and you can check out Crave Death wherever you listen to music as well and they also have a killer live set on 586's YouTube channel. It's fucking good shit. Um, So sit back and enjoy. It's Wednesday and you know what that means. hey man. hey what's <laughs> happening not much um so we'll get straight into like everything and music for you as a whole and the first heavy band you remember listening to
1: like how heavy are we talking anything um yeah. blink 182
0: was cool. yeah like the beginning yeah yeah what era like anima of the state
1: um probably okay yeah, yeah i was crazy young yeah, i was yeah. like Five. Okay. And Whoa. Yeah, my brother, my brothers, my brothers, a lot older than me, and he skated. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, makes sense. (laughs) Cool. But I was like, just watching all the music videos on TV. Like, this is the coolest shit ever. Yeah,
0: fuck yeah. (laughs) Cool. And from there, was it like Blink straight into like other stuff? Like, were they your gateway band to get you deeper down the rabbit hole of heavy music?
1: Yeah. So I'd say it went Blink. Absolutely thrashed my cassettes of, you know, yeah. take off your pants and jacket, NMR. Um, and then sort of got into like, we always had computers uh, growing okay, up. Yeah, so yeah. I was always on little mailing lists for, okay. for like music and um, bands like My Chemical Romance, oh. like that, like oh, yeah. 2004, like 2003, yeah. like... Mindless self-indulgence. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Um, Manson. Um, yeah, that sort of era of like TRL. Yeah, just
0: like Channel V, MTV, VH1, yep. smashing that Smash, shit. Yeah, fuck yep. yeah.
1: Um, yeah, that was that like 2004. Just being obsessed with bands like that, and like having like having so much access with the internet was like super easy because I could find bands that were super similar. For sure. Yeah. um Yeah, that was my first.
0: Yeah, fuck Experience yeah. Mine's crazy. around the same time. Mine was um the used. I've gone into the used a couple of times on yeah yep. how excellent they are, but like LimeWire definitely helped like expanding that like listening of those sorts of bands also is infecting your computers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I downloaded
1: like... a lot of like unwritten lore, Newfound Glory, Friends yeah. Friends or Rom records. Oh sick.
0: Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Friends or Rom's such a deep dive as like a kid.
1: They're they are I was just like this band's Australian like yeah. holy fuck
0: you were deep in the Australian music straight away Yeah, yeah. Fuck no.
1: yeah. Grinspoon yeah. Um, yeah. Regurgitator like bands like that as well like just skate bands yeah yeah sick just, my brother had so many cassettes and CDs that was like like I was like lucky but also just yeah like stuff like Channel V as well yeah yeah,
0: yeah. I think that like around that time period definitely helped like the emo phase through pop culture because like I remember the first time I saw AFI was through Channel V. They were playing Dancing Through Sunday. And yeah. I was just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, And then instantly just ran to my computer, LimeWire, AFI, and just downloaded heaps of their shit.
1: I feel bad. Like, I didn't get, like, into AFI till December Underground. Okay, yeah. So it was really hard for me to, like, appreciate the yeah. early records. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Because that's such a drastic change. Yeah. From that um, Sing the Sorrow album. Yeah. Yeah. It's so different. So it was
1: so hard for me to, like fuck with them and like i respect them and think they're like the fucking the shit but
0: even now they fucking still rip yeah
1: but no like nah like december underground was a fucking definitely constant yeah um another band that blew my little mind was definitely from first to last
0: yes a (laughs) hundred percent from first to last was so sick and when um when the Skrillex fucking shit happened, I was like, "That's not Skrillex, that's Sonny Moore." Yeah, from from first to last. Most yeah.
1: most most definitely, I was like, I liked him before he was yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Before he was like the most popular musician of two thousand and nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, it's not pretty crazy to have like two massive research, like two massive yeah. like wins in your musical career yeah. in two two different genres. Yeah,
0: it's insane. I don't think like has that ever been done. Before or since, I
1: don't know Morrissey doing good music oh, and then doing crap music.
0: Yeah, Smiths <laughs> so fucking good. Smith's
1: really... But he's done some rubbish music, but yeah. done some really good music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. From first to last, I'm trying to think of other bands. Just like anything that was
0: that emo shit. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, fuck that, yeah. that emo <laughs> shit. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. And then yeah, I've been a music obsessive since.
0: Fuck yeah! Just from. From day one, like from Blink, or like yeah,
1: from volume. Blink, just like like a like an obsessive like personality to like want a deep dive on genres and bands and like really like learn everything about them learn everything about bands that they're associated with
0: I'm literally the same in (laughs) high school it was like you're a freak and I was like no what you don't understand is Joey Jordison in Slipknot also plays in the (laughs) Motorballs it has like fucking the guitar player from Static X in it and then Wednesday 13th solo stuff it's like yeah I was always that weirdo that's like froth music
1: and like it was good that era was like a lot of visual stuff Yes, so like a lot of docos a lot of a lot of music videos. I still appreciate a good music video. When people yeah, when people tell me, they're like, I don't really like watching music videos. Yeah. And I'm like, they, I don't know, they, they can make a yeah. song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if you watch yeah, a definitely. video, if you watch a video and it resonates with the, like makes a song more like impactful, like yeah. that's... Especially, especially that
0: time period where it was like almost mini movies and storyline driven music videos.
1: Yeah. And then like 2007 rolls around and... I find, like, bands like Alexa's on fire. Oh,
0: fuck, yes. I, mean, well, I, was, I was late
1: to the party with that band, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but same. they ended up becoming, like,
0: just a the constant. Best, the best, the absolute best, yeah. I think, I literally think that's around the same time, like, when they were doing, like, sound waves and stuff, and, like, boiled frogs had come on the TV, and I was like, what the fuck is this band? Yep. Yeah, and they were an absolute game changer like, for me. Like,
1: like Crisis watch out Yeah, that record. And then like old crows, young Cardinals, yeah. like Great. just absolute yeah. banger, banger, banger. Yeah. Didn't really affect my musical, like the music I like to play. Yeah. Like all like, like what it but I just thought they were the coolest band. Yeah,
0: Definitely. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. They're definitely the same for me as well. Like writing now, I still listen to like Moose Blood, Alexis on Fire, the use, like all that emo shit too. And then listen to rap music. I, as long as I'm creatively like in the zone of where I need to be, I can listen to whatever the fuck.
1: Yeah, it really sucks. I like. I think like I like rap music a lot now, yeah. but growing up, I just didn't. Same. Yeah. I just it sucks. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say I hated it, but I was just too busy being just a little emo. Yeah, yeah. just sick. Flogging the classics.
0: Yeah, fuck yeah. And in that time period, where does like picking up an instrument for you, uh, is it bass first or guitar first? It's guitar first. Okay. So
1: I uh, turned 14, yeah. legal age to get a job, and 14. I only got a job to buy a guitar.
0: Fuck yeah. And what was your first guitar?
1: <laughs> um, I got a Schechter.
0: Yes! I'll go on there. Yeah, because so the,
1: the dude, the dude at the music store, what was I looking at? I was like. I think I was looking at, like, Ibanez and stuff. Okay. But I was like, oh, there's too many. And he was like, no, you want this, like. Yeah. Piece of shit, checker? Fuck yeah. That I think the entire time I owned it was wired really badly. Oh, really? Like, set up really poorly. Fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's like, he's like, you want this. And, like, bought that. Um, I was working at uh, Wow Sight & Sound.
0: Oh, fuck. Throw, Whoa. Throw, <laughs> throwback. Whoa.
1: Um, that little retail store at 14 with, like, I could not see out of my left eye because I had, had the gnarliest side fringe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, uh, there was one of the guys that worked there, like, saw me a little practice amp. Okay. And I just remember going home and just punishing my parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. But... Is being like constantly about like wanting to learn and wanting to just play music.
0: Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's excellent. That's so sick. And where does bass come in after that? Like not long or like a couple
1: of years later? I'm trying to remember what I got. I actually bought my first bass from Michael from Arbor Lane. Okay. (laughs) Local, local Brizzy band. Um, and I was 17, I believe. I can't remember why I bought a bass. I just saw it on like Gumtree and it was like 80 bucks. And I was like, I was like, yeah, can't say no to that. that." Um, at that point I wasn't really writing music. I was just, I had a guitar and I was just riff sandwiching. Didn't really sort of learn covers, like Slipknot songs. The classic Um, bedroom. yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but I didn't really like, I wasn't, like, that obsessive about it. I just played. Okay, yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah. Um, played bass. Um, I played in, like, a death metal band as a kid. Um, what was the name? The band was named Lacerate. Yes. I played, I played guitar. Fuck, yeah. And then later I did vocals and bass. Okay. But yeah. it was... Because I was 17 and I had denounced all my emo music. Yeah. I was like... I love death metal. Yeah, and yeah. it just heavy music. So we were just like playing like Morbid Angel music. Yeah, um, what other bands? Eon, um, Cannibal Corpse, stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Just like brutal shit. Just brutal shit. Fuck just yeah. for the sake of being brutal. That's excellent.
1: Like, but yeah, like I think both those dudes still play in bands now. Okay. I want to say... I wanna say one of them plays in Outlive. Okay. And one of them plays in Upon an Empire. I'm okay. Sorry if you hear this, Trey.
0: And um so that's where bass starts in that death
1: metal band. Because I couldn't play guitar and do vocals. Yeah. But I could play bass and do vocals. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I get that,
0: yeah. That's fair. Fuck yeah. Cool. And was that your first band? Yeah. Ever
1: in? Yep, so we never ever cool. we took we took band photos, we never took we never um, recorded music because yeah. we were too young yeah. and too green yeah um, unaware of how to yeah you know and we then, definitely yeah. practiced in Trey's garage yeah.
0: like I've literally been there so many times like, yeah in yeah. that situation of like take your band photos practice in the garage and be like we're just gonna do it and then it doesn't happen but
1: we were so young we had no
0: idea how to do it yeah exactly like
1: yeah, yeah. So, so young yeah like I was going to shows and stuff but yeah i didn't know like you could play shows yeah. <laughs> that's
0: sick how young were you going to shows like where where does local oh, shows come in for you
1: god like I remember going to some like fort shows and seeing like straight edge bands and being terrified for my life <laughs> <laughs> uh sun distortion shows okay. um when I first decided to go to shows Endworld was massive yeah yeah like okay cool Endworld were like the biggest band ever bands like Plab yeah um what else Northlane In Hearts Way had done their, their sort of their first records yeah. Amity was fucking huge yeah so was Thy Art yeah I like, think they've been huge for like
0: ever yeah Thy like Art were huge on Horde of a Chainsaw and
1: then I remember like, like, I remember cool. like yeah the Infinite Death stuff I was like holy shit this is a bit too he- like a bit too deathcore for me yeah. I was like a purist elitist little little <laughs> shithead and I was like death metal was better than deathcore
0: yeah I think every kid gets like that when they're like listening to their music like my music is the best music
1: and it sucks I think I would've been into the local scene more if I had of like I probably have gone to more shows probably would've like played in bands like a little bit younger yeah. but I was such a purist and I didn't really like it sounds like sacrilege but I didn't like in Hearts Wake. I didn't like North Lane. Yeah. Um I think I liked I liked one Amity record. Okay. Like
0: Yeah, Amity was a band I avoided for so long just because they were so big and I was yep. like constantly bullied for what I liked and then that band blows up and everyone's like, Have you heard Amity Affliction? And I was like, No, and I'm not gonna listen to
1: them because <laughs> of people like you. Yeah. Um it was kind of like like Screamsy emo so yeah. like i kind of liked it in that sense because it did throw me back and it was like a guilty pleasure at that point listening to like to death metal and yeah. stuff so i was like oh i kind of like it yeah. but i don't really like it <laughs> yeah. um but yeah starting on shows and like i liked shows and i like appreciated from what they were but not connecting as much with the local music because it was because i was a purist it was yeah. like pretty shit <laughs> <laughs>
0: But at least you can accept that you were wrong about that now. If you like, or look back on it, like you wish you weren't like that.
1: Half and half. It's okay. definitely, it's, it's definitely like, I love the fact that I listened, listened slash listened to that music young. Yeah. Cause now I listen back and I'm like, oh no, that music is still sick. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it may be not want to start a cookie cutter band. Yeah. So. Cause
0: around that time it would have been like.
1: Straight yeah. edge, straight edge mosh bands. Yeah. yeah. Um, or the,
0: the Warped Tour uh, 2010 bands. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was like,
1: there was a big mix. It was like, either like, you were like a, like a have heart, like, or like, just the art, like the sort of the end of like the Carpathian sort of like melodic hardcore, yeah. which in hindsight, like I sweat that shit now yes. and went through a massive yeah. phase of it two years after it stopped. But that stuff was like, I didn't really get it. Yeah. Once I got it, I was like, this is the best. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah that we had like North Lane Genty Axe Effect stuff which I was yeah. a purist, so I was like, <laughs> But yeah, like that was what you did if, yeah. back then back in those days musically yeah. and I wasn't about it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but looking back on it it's like cool shit. Yeah. 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 Some, I think some like, of them, so, some of them yeah, for sure. there's always like trash bands in every genre, but yeah. Pick out the good ones and go from there. And then from the Death Call band, did that play shows?
1: No, never played shows. Okay, so what was the
0: first band that played shows
1: that you were in? So I was like 18. Um, I just went like... Just went straight edge, just went vegan. So I was like... Like really getting into like... Like hardcore, chaotic, hardcore bands. Like Norma Jean, Chariot, Botch, Converge, like... Sick like hearing converge changed my entire life. And I was like, I want to start a band like this. So like I was yeah, 17, just like just maybe just 18. And I put an ad on like the Brisbane band members wanted pages. And I had like, I had a cab and I had a bass, and that was it. Okay. So I had to borrow a head. Yeah. (laughs) Like I was (laughs) super like, didn't drive like I was 18 and I was like, I I just want to do it. Yeah. I had, like, the drive. Yeah. Um, like, just about to finish school. And then I started a band. Like, I got people, like, people I'd never met, like, responded to the ad. And it was, like, we started a band. And that band was Lifeblood. Yeah. And that band played shows.
0: Yeah. I remember seeing Lifeblood getting around. Um, I think it was, like... I just started Divide, so it was, like, 2016, 2017. Yeah. Around that time period. I think we are taken some time off to record our EP, and in that time period, Lifeblood were, like, doing all these shows, and I was like, whoa, this band's, like, fucking doing it. Like, that's sick. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely did it. Um, I don't know what it was, but we were just playing shows. Yeah, I like... think,
0: like, you, ne- you kind of need that first band, like play shows and be like okay now like once it ends then you're like all right now i can do what i want to do and now i know what i need to do to get to what i want to do
1: yeah like it was fun like i was so young yeah i was super young (laughs) so i learned a lot of things made a lot of mistakes did a lot of dumb shit we played some cool shows i never played. i think not ever played like an international like support which i was always bummed about but like I don't know. We never, i don't think we ever. Yeah, we were gonna tour, um, but I didn't go on that tour. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I like left. Like, like left the band. Like, on super bad terms before I was even twenty. So, okay, well, and what year was that? <laughs> twenty end of 2016,
0: okay. twenty sixteen. Okay. So twenty seventeen. Yeah. Okay, so like
1: when at the end of twenty seventeen. Yeah, I—I I swear I wasn't in that band for more than a year. Hectic. But like, I started it and like, (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's crazy. Well,
1: we were were obviously a band from like, I think 2015, we like recorded and practiced and stuff that pre-band stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was just too young.
0: And that was with Dylan from Season?
1: Yep. Dylan from Season, um, Cam, Sean, Cam plays in Fromo now. Okay. Yeah. Sean plays in Old Town. And Ronnie plays in... Season as well, I think, Plays think. So. Yeah, played in Season. Don't, yeah. don't know if he does music anymore. Um, but yeah, I learned a fuckload yeah. from that band.
0: For sure. Yeah, fuck yeah. And then from there, you go to Crave Death.
1: No, so ISO okay. first. Isolation ISO first. Yeah, ISO first. Crazy. Um, yeah, I... Yeah, just instantly the next day after like, like part ways with those guys, like I was like buck i need to i didn't write any music for lifeblood okay i was i was so young i was like i can't contribute like all all these older like musicians are in it i'm just gonna sit by and like not contribute so when it was all said and done it was like ah, i didn't really contribute much so i went out The next day after that, went to JB, I think, bought an interface, bought speakers, bought everything.
0: Just the whole deal. Yeah.
1: So I'm just like, I'm going to, I'm going to write music. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So I just started like straight away, got my guitar because I had a guitar. Like I obviously had my guitar
0: the or have you had you
1: upgraded um i think i got a viper like a Oof. like the ltd yes. um sg shapes yeah fuck yeah because like code orange and stuff oh the
0: best <laughs> so good
1: um so yeah got that i got all that stuff and i was like dropped my guitar straight down to a sharp from yeah. from c Yeah, and i was like yeah <laughs> I, I was didn't like set up just it down yeah it yeah. down low didn't know about okay. string gauges didn't know yeah. about anything yeah like i was just like and that was around the time when that happened it was so like 2017 mid 2017 so bands like so kublai was always around and they'd done tours but they were like they hadn't put out that uh no they'd put out no yeah so before nomad so it was like guilty dog like all that stuff was like being absolutely
0: smashed yeah that shit is still so fucking hard
1: yeah yeah um, uh, harm's way like yep. had come into my life in like a massive way yep. like a humongous way way before the running man yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like I was like harm's way uh, fucking phenomenal yeah. um, and I think Knock Loose had just released uh, Pop Culture yep. so like all of those bands popping off I was like I was like you know what like as much as I love, like, chaotic hardcore and, like, yeah. mathcore, I was like, maybe I'm just going to, like... Because of my musical, like, writing skills at that point, I was like, I can't... I can't write Dillinger music. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to...
0: Write some caveman shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah fucking, yeah. yeah,
1: I'm going to, like, write really simple stuff. Yeah. And, like, marsh and slow, like, yeah. that first ISA record. Even yeah. the even the songs that didn't make that first ISA record are slow... Yeah. Like... <laughs> So, like, I was just, like, I want to write, like, slow music. And in a short, brief period, I was with Lifeblood. We did a single with uh, Troy Brady. Yeah. And because he he was, like, vegan and so was I. Like, we got, like, pretty chummy about food. Okay. And, like, he didn't think I was that much of an annoying kid. So, (laughs) I remember when... All the lifeblood stuff happened. He like dropped me a line saying, "Hey, if you ever wanna, if you ever want help or anything with another band, let me know. I got gotcha. Which I f- was like, "That's really sweet." Yeah, yeah, for sure. For someone like he didn't have to reach out; like he just wanted to, and that yeah. was really nice of him to to sort of drop that line. So when like I started writing more music, I really heavily involved him and said, like, if we do a record, I want it to be like with you, yeah. and it was like. Nothing would, like, stray me from saying, like, I want to do a record with him. Yeah. Even though he, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do and I didn't know if he could do it, like, a heavy, heavy record. But, yeah. you know, it was that respect that I had. I was like, let's do a record with him. Yeah, fuck yeah. Which we eventually did. Um, I think I want to say after a bunch of lineup changes with ISO um, and meeting, like... Um, Jared and Mitch. Um, yeah, we ended up like doing a record September 2017, okay. cool. I think. Yeah, fine. Because Jared's daughter was born. Yeah, he did talk about that. While we, were re- yeah. while we were recording. Yeah. Um, and she turns four soon. <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and then we put out the record July 2018. Wait a little bit. Yeah. T- did... Did some music videos, did some promos, like made sure we were ready as a yeah, band, definitely. like after doing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my first like band that I wrote for. Yeah, fuck yeah. Like entirely and it was really nice.
0: Yeah, see and you'd be like creatively fulfilled wholly, like yeah. doing it all you.
1: Yeah. Like it was it was good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Fuck yeah. I think like it sounds like learning from all the guys in lifeblood would have definitely helped when it came time for you to be like, all right, I'm going to write my own stuff. What was it like when I was in there and they were doing it and then taking that knowledge and using it to further what you were doing?
1: I just, I really knew, I really knew that I never wanted to be in the position again where like, I didn't have a say. Yeah. And like, not, not, not to sound bitter, but I didn't feel like I had it. I was so young. And so like, it was their music. So I was like, Oh, I don't really have like a say. Yeah. But like, you know, growing up and then doing it myself, I was like, oh, like, you know, I've got more of a input and yeah. like makes you more passionate about definitely. what you're doing as yeah, well. Definitely.
0: So Yeah, and then Crave Death comes after that.
1: Yeah, so I, so it goes like, we did pretty well, like Isolation on, in our first four months did really well. Like, I think at least. Yeah. Like we played lots of good shows. Heaps of good shows, yeah. of good shows, had really good trajectory. People like the record, we... So, we started playing shows in July, but instantly went back into the studio to do a single. Okay, yeah, Straight away. Yeah. I don't really know why we did it. Okay. <laughs> but we just did. We were yeah. like, we must. We must, like, do more music. Yeah. um, Like, in hindsight, I wouldn't have gone and just done a single and was like, this is the single. I would maybe, like, brought more songs and work yeah, yeah. more stuff out. But Mind State's still, like, a really cool song. Yeah. And ended up putting out that out in January twenty. 20- 19? Okay. Which, like, that was really good for us. Yeah. Um, I think we played...
0: Is that when, like, the, uh, like, the knock-loose Jesus Peace shows were coming that off?
1: That was, that was full three, 365 days later. Later. Okay, yeah, okay. So, yeah, so that would that.
0: have been, like, when you were playing with universes and stuff. Yep, universe, yeah,
1: um, yeah. did, like, a support for, like, Harm's which was, like, yeah, fuck yeah. very, very, <laughs> like, very, like, very cool. Um, but that happened, and just playing so many shows, I got to meet so many cool people and ended up meeting Candace, who's the, like, vocalist for Crave Death. Yep. Um, And absolutely love them because they were that perfect blend of, like, hardcore and death metal, like, yeah. Jabalba, yeah. like, Caveman. Yeah. <laughs> just, it, I thought they were the, like, sickest band and saw them play like a bunch of times and I like, always thought they were great. I met Candace who's, like, an absolute legend and... I think they had a like a lineup issue, and then she messaged me, and she was like, "Hey, um, like, because I was playing bass for ISO at that point, yeah, yeah. so I did all the guitar writing just to preface. I did all the guitar writing in ISO, but I never played guitar yeah, live yeah. because I was scared. Okay, of playing. I don't know. I had like a, and it, we had a guitarist at that point, and I just was like, um. Because I played bass in Ice... Uh, in Lifeblood, I was like, I can just play bass. Yeah. In Ice, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, I was playing bass for Crave. Uh, so, no, they asked me, and they're like, hey, do you want to play the show? Like, we need to fill in. And I was like, sweet. Who is it? And they were like, it's terror and stick to your guns. Fuck. Sold out the show at <laughs> the Bright oh, Side. And yeah. I was like, no worries. That's in, like, 11 days. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> I really put my musical hat on and completely ignored my job and my partner for the next 11 days and just learned everything I could yeah,
0: for sure like, with, like on a bill with those two bands. Yeah,
1: like two like... two of my like favorite like massive bands. I was like, "Oh my god." And like just learning off like videos that like Tom had sent me of him playing yeah. and like I'm not Like especially back then, like definitely wasn't as musical, and like wasn't that that quick to learn. But like I, yeah, I've never. I think I've ever been more nervous. I don't really get nervous for shows, but definitely playing with like Terra and Stick on no practice, first show of the band (laughs) was terrifying. Yeah, I can imagine. I want to say I had one or two practice with the band beforehand.
0: That's wild.
1: That is insane. <laughs> definitely stuffed up that night. I definitely didn't play as good as I could, but I, like just had a lot of fun. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um and then like so that was January twenty nineteen. Okay. Crave did really like Crave kept getting shows. Um yeah. ISO we did uh we went to North Queensland. Yeah. Did 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 it up there. That was my last time playing bass for ISO. Okay. We had, a, we had a lineup change after that, so changed up lineup, just took a little bit of a break because we did go pretty hard and fast yeah. for, like, that first nine months of being a band. Yeah. So, we're like, oh, you know, like, switched around members. Took about six months off. Okay. Oh, yeah. But in that time period, I toured with Crave, um, like, a lot, played in so many shows. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I was musically, like, definitely fulfilled. Yeah. Like in that time period, yeah. Like with another like with another band, but still like obviously focusing on ISO and like yeah. moving into the role of guitar player for that band, yeah. new members, etc. Um, but yeah, that was that was the end of twenty nineteen. Okay.
0: Um, Wild. Yeah. Just before COVID.
1: Just before Rona. Yeah. Yeah, and then got to play like a handful of shows. Um, started 2020, did Invasion. Um, got some cool shows in Brizzy. Yeah. And then the world went... To shit. And the world went to shit. Yeah, and yeah. still is. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, that's sick that,
0: like, in that six months, you take off in isolation to prep that band into its next stage. You will still fulfill musically through Crave Death. And I'm assuming... The writing fulfillment comes purely in isolation. And Crave Death is the playing fulfillment when isolation isn't doing things.
1: Yeah, like, I don't do any writing in Crave Death. Like, I could try. Yeah. I could probably do it. But I, like, absolutely love what Dylan and Tom yeah. and Lockie and Candace do. Like, and I'm happy to give advice. I do, like... I'm happy to pre-pro, like, record them. Yeah. But I love like especially like Tom and Dill I love what they do yeah. so like I'm not
0: yeah and it's also like that's their style based yep. on those two like writing yep. techniques and if you were two it could come across a bit isolation-y yeah,
1: yeah yeah I think I've done like one song okay. that's somewhere and like I, I it's nev- not, never not been released it's definitely not been released but I remember I wrote a song and we were all vibing and the next day Dylan messaged me he's like sounds like an ISO song yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um but yeah I get so much fulfillment playing live with with yeah. Grave and like definitely missed it heaps. Yeah.
0: Yeah, are they doing anything coming up?
1: Um I only saw Candace for the first time in like 18 months. Oh. This week. Okay. Um but we've written heaps of songs okay, cool. and stuff so
0: Eventually. Eventually. New death. New (laughs) (laughs) Cool. And um, what is your writing process with Isolation? Because I spoke to Jared a bit about it. And yeah, he said that you write all of it and have a hand in lyrics. And it's all pretty collaborative once you're in the studio.
1: Yeah. No. um, uh, It's never like... I've never tried to be like I write it all sort of thing. But like where we're at at the moment, like... I guess what I'm writing is the guys don't mind. Yeah. They're like, this is sick. Yeah. It's <laughs> not
0: that you're against other people,
1: right? No. Yeah, if, yeah. if, if, if someone bring a song yeah. and it was like, bring it to the, like to Troy's, bring it to Pro, bring it there. And it was like of the same level. It goes, like, yeah, it definitely sure. gets, it gets put on wax. Yeah. Like, that's just how it goes. Yeah, fuck yeah. Like, no, I'm definitely not like, well, I don't, I'm I'm not a control freak. I don't want to, I don't want (laughs) to. Yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah, Yeah. like, it's as much of everyone else's band as it is mine. A collaborative effort. Yeah.
0: Completely. And I think that's the best thing for bands, like, once someone's like, no, it has to be my way, it kills any momentum.
1: No, because like, yeah, it's a, it's a joint effort rule. Yeah, working together. It's a big fam, like, um, but, In like a weird way, like I've just sort of like clicked in with how I write music and the other members do like what they hear. Yeah. So it's, it's never really been brought up to bring someone else in. Like I, I don't really, I don't get writer's block. I don't really struggle with writing at the moment. Okay, cool. I sort of just flow and just, I will sit there and write and write and write. For hours, like okay. I would just write, write, just write, write, pump right. them out. just pump out, Fuck yeah. I, I, like, yeah, I'm not trained at all yeah. to write music. Fuck yeah. Um, but it's like if I like what I hear and like it sort of sounds like us and like it takes influence from all the like, all the music we've been talking about. Like, yeah. I'm like happy with it.
0: Fuck yeah. Excellent.
1: Like I definitely, I don't want to pigeonhole us and say like we're this sort of. Like we have to write like this and you have yeah, to sound like this. Yeah. If it sounds good and all the members like it, that is all that yeah, matters. 100%. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because like you dictate the sound of your band as a band. Like the whole band dictates the sound of a band. 100%? Yeah. But right. Like if it's like we want to be this and then you write like that it just gets convoluted and you become a parody of a better band.
1: 100%. Yeah. Like we've never ever, like I can happily say we've never sat down and been like, let's like let's rip this song off. Mm. Let's rip this yeah. off. Like the most influence, like I guess, was when we got a new drummer, and I'm, and the drummer was like, "Let's put blast beats in."
0: Yeah,
1: as something as a as a technique that I've never put in music before. Yeah. Like I was excited, and I was like, "Let's let's do let's do yeah. put some blast beats yeah. in." it. I was like,
0: the "Death metal lover in UK." Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, "Let's
1: yeah. do that." But other than that like, we just for me, I just. Write in the same tuning. Yeah. I'm pretty stubborn in that sense. I write in the same tuning that we were when we started. Yeah. And I'm like, if it sounds good, yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. And I definitely think creatively, like we do have a like we try to have a consistent sound because we do trim the fat. There are some songs that do yeah. sound a little different.
0: Yeah, and some songs. I that- heard about one of them, the uh, more gothy one.
1: That was cool. Yeah, I was like, I
0: kind of want to hear that.
1: That was a really cool song. That was very, that was very, typo negative influenced. Fuck yeah, yeah, very oh. like very, ambient and weird, which is like definitely, definitely something we're gonna do again because, especially for Jared and myself, like, like gothy weird music is yeah. like,
0: yeah, we talked about that in his one. Yeah, nice. These are murder dolls because we both froth murder dolls. Yeah, I
1: never really, never really clicked with like the murder dolls, yeah, but yeah. I, I loved typo negative yeah, yeah and I love like country like weird like alt country okay yeah interesting yeah like what like king dude is like literally like, he's, like, entire life. yeah like uh, like some Tom Waits stuff even like Nick Cave like Nick Cave's pretty sick. yeah, yeah like just weird eerie stuff um so like it clicks in with like typo negative stuff yeah, as well yeah
0: um, Monotone, like doomy.
1: Yep. Shit, yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred percent. Even doom metal, like definitely listen to like a hell of a lot of that. And like anything weird, like I love Gojira, and some okay. of their like they have some really weird like ambient, like almost like you're playing in a church sort of things. Okay. So don't ever rule out ISO doing like some weird stuff. Weird, weird stuff. Cool, oh, fucking <laughs> weird stuff is see.
0: Weird <laughs> is rad. I've heard about the recording process through Jared as well, and you took heaps of time off to just smash out the new Isolation EP, This World Grows Cold.
1: Yep. Yeah, we did. Which fucking
0: rips. Oh, thanks, man. It's fucking sick. When it came out, I hit Jared up straight away. I was like, this fucks. Like, this is sick. sick.
1: That's (laughs) so so nice to hear, people, that you like it. Yeah.
0: I think I said to him in his episode that it's my favorite Australian release of the year and probably wow. would be like up there for all releases but God's Hate's new album is
1: God's Hate's the best one fucking uh, sick yeah God's Hate's God's Hate's album is album of the year yeah God's I
0: hate, hate by God's Hate we're number
1: one in yeah. violence
0: it's so fucking good it's a good one yeah they crash if
1: Speed do an EP this year also that would be pretty sick fuck yeah, yeah Speed <laughs> really good yeah uh yeah the recording process for this Well Gross Cold was freaking amazing went up Just did it with Troy again, but we, um, I took time off. So I took, Jerry quit his job. Yeah. Yeah. he quit his job because he's the best. I took time off because I had time off available. And my partner's amazing and didn't mind picking up the extra housework, but there was a lot of nights that I stayed up. You know, yeah. so Troy's um, place is in the Glasshouse Mountains, which is not close to anything.
0: Nope. I used to live up near there. <laughs> yeah, it's very far. And we're all
1: we live in the city, so yeah. there's like a lot of times where you would just in like just crash, yeah, and stuff like on the couch. But went up there with like nine songs, yeah. I think, and just worked with him. Like he's definitely not an en- not an engineer in the sense of he'll just press record. Like he's definitely gonna like. He's going to be like this is good or well, this yeah. is good and he's he's just open he's, he's just like involved in the process yeah. Yeah, yeah and like so lucky like to have him on board because he's just like always shows up stoked Fuck yeah, always positive cool. like in he, he's you know he's real he'll tell you like you suck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which like when I was younger was awesome cuz it like made me want to be better mm. but like he just wants us to do the best record we can yeah. and Doesn't let us get in the way of us. Yeah. So the the process is fucking amazing. Like he's the best best producer in Brisbane.
0: Sick. I think that's good for him to like be sort of like the behind driving force because sometimes you can get too close to your own project and i could never i could i could could never diy anything yeah (laughs) i got i got
1: that imposter syndrome where i'm like this sucks yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) i feel like you need it though like as a musician you have to be like is it really good or if i just think i'm good
1: let's be real if i didn't have someone that was like 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 him like that was Working with us, I'd be like, this sucks, bin. Yeah. This riff, garbage, bin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's basically, he takes it away from me and doesn't let me bin it. And then he's like, yeah, you got to put this out now. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> to you, man. Like, not I'm like, this still sucks. Yeah. But because it's like, it's helped the process go along. Yeah. It's, it gets past like, yeah. that perfectionist to like, it's not good enough. Yeah. It's, you know, it's good enough for now and then do another record later. It's yeah. like the... The mentality you got to have with it, yeah.
0: Because so I sit on riffs, and I'm like, "That's cool," and I come back with a week later, I'm like, "That's trash. Like, <laughs> start again, bro." Like, I'll that's I'll,
1: shit. I'll sit on a song like a like, no lie, I'll sit on a song for max six months. Okay, I and it will go. Like if it doesn't, if it doesn't, like the band has to like tear it out of my hands, yeah. and they're like, "We got to put lyrics <laughs> and we got to send it off." Because if it's not done in that time period, I'm like, "This sucks." Bin. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, so you got to be saved from yourself. With yeah,
1: your, yeah, yeah. Like, it took a long time to stop deleting music and, okay. like, trying to keep it so that we had heaps of music. It's yeah. just, it's like a, it's like a blessing and a curse.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. If I ever get like that, I'm like, what can I steal from this song and put it in somewhere else? It's like, cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I end up with, like, 16. I'll, like, cut them down to four. I'm, like, pretty happy with that. Well, we've been running for, like, 40 minutes, and we'll get into your top five favorite bands of all time and you can go into details on like why and favorite albums oh man and everything it's tough yeah it fucks people
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, number one's easy though number one's Converge for sure because they're the best any favorite album? all of them all of them Um, it's hard like I I want to agree that they get better with every record like I kind of think that like and that's how they think as well and I like I love that mentality of like not being like our old shit's good, it's like the new shit's great too. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Um uh, Jane Doe's such a such a sonic like classic. Yeah. And it's what got me into them. Fuck yeah, and no. I have it tattooed on me. And like it's amazing. Um All We Love We Leave really Behind. Like their record is okay. sonically phenomenal and like Sad, but also it's like it, they're somehow the saddest band ever, and their lyrics are perfect. But they're also like the heaviest, yeah, most aggressive, raw, chaotic, chaotic. chaotic and I place. like sweat the production, sweat the, like every part of Converge for me is perfect. Vocally, bass, it ticks everything. Drums yeah. are crazy, sick guitar, uh, and there are four pieces, so fucking oh. sick. Yeah. Um, okay, second. Band? Probably Gojira because they constantly blow my mind with how, like... Like, people talk... When people talk about bands being, oh, they sound huge. Yeah. Like, and you listen to it, you're like, yeah, it's good. It's great. But, like, that band sound... Like, they're in a stadium every time you listen to them. I think they're
0: getting the recognition they deserve more now than they did before. Like, I think when they first came up, it was, like, around the time of Bullet and Truvium or, like, the two big bands in metal. So, Gojiro yep. were kind of, like, overlooked for a long time. And because they're weird. Yeah. Because
1: <laughs> yeah. they put whale noises and, like, um, like tribal, like, like, drum patterns and, okay. like, weird shit that they were overlooked. Because they weren't yeah. just, like, a metal band.
0: Okay. So, they could be, like, compared to, like, a Sepultura of the 90s metal bands. Yeah. Like everybody's everybody's and corn and Slipknot. But... Sepultura are doing, like, all this crazy shit. Sepultura are way better than Korn. <laughs> I'm just... Kidding, I'm just, like, I like Korn, but... Yeah. You want some weird shit, go down Sepultura. Sepultura are fucking yeah.
1: awesome. But, yeah, Gojira just, like... And I saw them live, Soundwave, 2013? Okay. 2014? No, 2014. And just blew. Like, they were playing, like, a small stage and... Like, Phil Summer just finished playing a down set that sucked. And then Gojira get on this little stage beside him, and they are fucking huge. What?
0: Who else was on that year?
1: Um, Mastodon played after them. Okay. Baroness, Satyricon. Um, who else? Oh, maybe you've Sevenfold, but I didn't see them. I literally just went for Gojira. I went for one band. Oh, I saw Satyricon. I was like, yeah, black metal. Um... <laughs> Oh, I saw Baroness as well. Okay. I'm a big Baroness fan. Fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw Gorgira and I was like, this is the best. And then I went home, which was okay. great. <laughs> see, oh, maybe Green Bay the- played, I don't know.
0: That one. Okay, I went to that one too. Okay. Yeah, I um, I spent a bunch of time at those two smaller stages because it was like AFI. Ascari oh no, sorry. Area. I did see AFI. Yeah, they fucking ripped it. Yeah, set. it was so like AFI. So...
1: And there was AFI, I see Yellow Card play? Yeah. No, it was you Z- know, Yellow Zembra Card. Zebrahead. yeah, yeah. yeah. Zebra had played, yeah, yeah. and that's a flashback. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool. Uh,
0: I think from then I went and watched Fucked Up for a little bit, because they were on there oh, as well. I was sick.
1: I don't think I was into Fucked Up at that point.
0: I wasn't either. I was just like, this guy has no shirt on. Yeah. And that, then, would, like, that would have been a sick then. It to see. was pretty fucking sick. And then I think Lagwagon also played.
1: Yeah, definitely not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> I was
0: like, uh, and then I went upstairs and watched Dream on Dream and Ghost Inside Motionless in White.
1: Yeah, true. Ghost Inside played that year. Yeah. Hectic. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. I th- I wanna say him played that year.
0: Uh they actually did, yeah, and Why? I regret not going to. Why that. did I not
1: go to that? Because him are amazing. They are incredible. Him yeah. are fucking so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. him are fucking
0: underrated. I'm gonna listen
1: to them on the yeah. on the drive Fuck home. you. they are incredibly <laughs> underrated as a band.
0: Yeah. They're not... so good.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Everything. Just all of it. It's so good. Yeah. But his solo stuff sucks.
1: I wouldn't listen. Yeah. Is he is he still fucked up on drugs and stuff? Uh, I'm not actually. If he's sober, true. if he's sober, I'm not about it. Yeah, I <laughs> want him fucked up. I want him fucked up, <laughs> yeah. almost dead, like, like Viva la Bam all the time. Yeah, yeah, I want him like <laughs> s- like too many cigarettes, yeah, fucked yeah. up. Yeah, sick. But um, the other guys are in
0: another band called um, I can't actually remember what they're called, but they're real like 80s rock. Fuck yeah. Yeah, That's sick.
1: I'm definitely listening to him on the drive yeah. home. If you don't yeah, like him, yeah. you're a fucking poser. <laughs> <laughs> like. Get That's, get ears. Yeah,
0: him fucking rips so hard. Cool. So, Gojira and Converge.
1: Converge. Um, third would be Johnny Cash. Okay. Uh, yeah. More doom. Yeah, more just depressing. Yeah, fuck yeah. Real like lyrics, music, just, just made me, made me the melancholy you know not even sad but just like real nihilist human being okay. that I am he was just so real like yeah, yeah. he just sung about like I don't know like he had, he had he definitely had some funny like he he dipped his toes into funny his gospel era sucks shit <laughs> um but like his if you go like his post like his during war post war like sort of like the 60s like early, super super early 60s okay. even late 50s stuff he's just a sad young man yeah and he's just, like, in love, but he's, like, doesn't know how to, like, express his emotions. And I fuck with that. Sick. Like.
0: Just sad boy before sad boy. Was yeah.
1: He, forever. like, he was just, and, like, his music, musicality was, like, fantastic. Yeah. Anything, or like, any sun, like, any, um, I want to say sun records. It might be, I think it's sun records. Any sun records, Johnny Cash, I'm all about. Um, and then, obviously, like, the last years of his life, all the America stuff. Yeah. He did come back after he... Stopped talking about Jesus a lot. Was that,
0: like, when he put out the Nine Inch Nails cover? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So that was, like, the last couple of stuff he did. But that was great, but when he stopped doing coke and he found Jesus, was, like... You
0: don't fuck with that. Nah, don't fuck with that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The running (laughs) theme is you gotta be fucked up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's, like... I don't even think it's the being fucked up. I think it's in their... Most raw emotional state. Yeah, that he was creating the best art. He
1: was so vulnerable. Yeah, and so, like, his lyrics hit so hard. Yeah, like I could listen to Johnny Cash all day, every day. He's just, just I just get it. Like yeah. I, I click, and it's probably why I like, you know, like artists like King Dude and stuff. Like yeah, yeah. they, for me, they evoke that same emotion. Okay. You know, maybe iso-acoustic. <laughs> I would never put it past...
0: That could be hectic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: cool. Um, I would say... I want I wanted to touch on rap. So okay. Wu-Tang Clan would definitely be number four. Protect your neck. Protect your neck. Always. Clan's at the front. Yeah. Um, <laughs> being horrendously white like I am. Um, like... I don't know. Like I... Like, Rap was always, like, hip-hop was always, like, taboo. But I just... I love... I, f- like, just love how thought-provoking it is. Mm. And how they're, like, their lyrics are, like, second to none. Yeah. And they're so aggressive. They're so young. And they just wanted to definitely just, like, be this polarizing, like, violent force. Yeah. In, like, that, like, era where it was like, the industry was trying to commercialize hip-hop and trying to market it and trying to censor it. They were just like, you know what? He's the most fucked shit. His, you know, talk... Like, the interlude, like, skit breaks of them talking about, like, you know, cutting their tongues off and, like, sticking a rusty screwdriver, like... ...where you don't want to put it. Like, they were... And that... Wu-Tang definitely absolutely like ignited a fire in me to go find every bit of hip hop. And I'm like yeah. such a hip hop nerd for it. Six. Like anything nineties yeah. boom bap, like Mobb Deep, Big L, Nas, yeah. um, Gravediggers, like anything like that. I'm yeah. fucking all about. And I love, yeah. I love the, um, I love modern, like woke rap sort of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Like Joey Badass, J Cole, um, Kendrick's a, you know a a diamond yeah love Uh, oh yeah he's great um my favorite modern guy is probably big sean okay yeah yeah sick like he did a song
0: post Malone recently
1: yeah Yeah. that whole that 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 album is like my that was my favorite record of last year fuck yeah cool yeah detroit too
0: sick i think it's interesting that um wu-tang is like in your top five 'Cause to me they have always came across as like if a rap group was a hardcore band. One hundred percent. But that's like that boom bap ninety stuff. Yeah. They're hardcore. Yeah, they just didn't give a fuck. And it was like once the the, the Biggie Tupac feud kinda of died off and they're like, Alright, how can we make the most money off of this? They're like, Fuck your money <laughs> like, We're just gonna do whatever we wanna do and I think that's tough as fuck.
1: And like Jared'll hate hearing this, but like I never really rate I never really got into Biggie or Tupac. Okay. Because they were like more that, like, they'd like, they make amazing music and they're like, they're nice and stuff, but they were like, they were really, like, really good lyricists and really like upbeat, like, beats. Yeah. But it was the 90s, like, dark boom bat. They're like, like, just aggressive. It's hardcore. It's, it's, it is hardcore without the guitars. Yeah in there yeah. but I definitely agree with you when you say that
0: yeah it's just like the mentality and attitude is like a hardcore band which is yeah they were, they
1: were genuinely pissed off
0: yeah yeah with every right yeah yeah, yeah. 100% yeah <laughs> being
1: being like being black in America in the 90s would have fucking sucked yeah being black in America today sucks so yeah. they got every right yeah definitely
0: yeah and I think like yeah. um going back to the Tupac Biggie thing I fuck with Biggie but Tupac I prefer Yeah, <laughs> over Tupac it just seemed to be more like um, commercially friendly like how to get all the like even in like Tupac documentaries they're talking about how to get the white kids in on rap but Machiavelli was kind of just like different name he wasn't trying to market it as a Tupac album it was more real for what he wanted to create
1: and even touching on the like the white kids in rap um, it's why I never liked Eminem yeah like he had like the problematic lyrics about like hating women and like killing your mum and that it was marketed towards people like me mm. like white like white kids I was like oh this is what hip hop is yeah I was like this fucking sucks.
0: I think you put a bad taste in people's mouths yeah
1: so yeah. I was just like oh I'm gonna listen to like maybe if if I had been exposed to like more real hip hop I would have maybe liked it like a lot sooner yeah but no, no yeah not, <laughs> not Eminem no cool and then 5 <laughs> Fifth, uh, probably Nails. Fuck yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. Um, yeah, Nails are, like, the coolest band. They're so cool. They're just... so Again, like, I'm big on, like, sonically. Yeah. They're just, for me, still, like, the heaviest band ever. Fuck yeah. Like, just ripping HM2s, like, lyrically, like, they are aggressive and unapologetic and they sort of say like what you what you want to say they want to they want to talk about like real shit and they want to talk they want to go pretty hard and say fuck you to everybody yeah like stuff that I would never say because I'm nice (laughs) 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 um mixed with the fact that they're like they blended that HM2 sound where it was like oh it's like a low budget power violence band but they're also really sonically hard fuck yeah they did everything right artwork's amazing image is amazing um I saw them play I got yeah. to see them play which is like one of my best they played for 20 minutes okay on oh. a he- on a headlining show so at sick. Crowbar and I was like fuck yes that's so sick Yeah. and everyone was so upset because they only played for 20 minutes and I was like you don't get it yeah
0: that's like that's hardcore that's it hard. yeah
1: to play 20 minutes and then go fuck you I'm going back yeah. like I'm done yeah you, you got, got your show you got your show yeah like, they didn't skip. They played all the goodies. Yeah, fuck yeah. Because their songs are like a minute long. Yeah. <laughs> they just played like... Just them out. I'm just like, this is it. And like, hearing yeah. him talk, um, Todd Jones, about like, him blending like family and work. Like, he's that's his number one priority. And he also like, has a job where he can work whatever he wants. Yeah. And do music. And he has so much control. And it's his fucking shit. And yeah. he's like... I'm like, I respect every part of Nails. Fuck yeah. Sick. Like, sick band.
0: Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah even like as much as going and playing a headliner and only playing 20 minutes like that's literally what it would have been like back in the day like seeing the gorilla biscuits show or something or like a gg allen and the murder junkie show would have been like maybe a half a song and they get shut down 100 like, yeah
1: i don't like why the fuck do they have to play an hour long set yeah
0: exactly if like if you're there to see Like, killer tunes, whether they be new stuff or old stuff. Like, as long as you get in it.
1: If I'm headlining a show and I want to play for five minutes, I'm playing for five minutes. (laughs) Like, fans try and dictate so much of what artists do. Mm. I think it's the
0: overall expectation of what... Don't read the comments. Yeah.
1: Don't listen to... Don't look at the likes. Yeah. Don't look at anything. Write music that you and your mates like. Mm. Like, make it real. Make it authentic. Yeah. Play the, show, play the set list you want. Be a fucking nice human being. Yeah. And that's fucking music. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. don't listen to people talking about your old music's better, your new's better. Just fucking... Just
0: do what feels right creatively. Yeah, because it's art. It's all art. The just... art's subjective.
1: You can, he- you can hear it when someone's faking it. Yeah. When someone's not actually, like, talking about what they want to talk about, and it's just like, they're doing that, that fucking seventh record about... The ocean, you know, it doesn't sound too
0: (laughs) real. Doesn't sound too real, you know. I think um, in the last couple of years, I've really discovered one band in particular for me that is like super raw emotionally, and you can feel every part of it. And that's the Gift Halls.
1: Shout out to Matt Matt Back, Yeah, what a fucking legend. Shane Collins forever. Yeah, I um, I saw their last show. That's um, yeah, they're they're the fucking incredible shit. they're incredible, the fucking incredible they're fucking the fucking band. shit I yeah. I remember going to see Gift Horse shows and like not appreciating what I was seeing for so
0: many years mm. they're such a fucking awesome band yeah, yeah. I, they're like constantly a bunch of songs You're in my top played songs of this year and when it comes on it's like the Royal Oak Hotel just fucking hits different bruh yeah
1: Nah, that's, a, that's one of that's one of Brisbane's fucking hidden gems. Yeah. 100.
0: I said didn't. in the episode, it was Zashin, that they should have been a band that was, like, on par with Amity at the time.
1: Yeah, but they didn't want to do... They didn't want to do the thing. Yeah. Like, they didn't want to... They wanted to do them. They wanted yeah. to be authentic. I
0: think that's, like, the best thing for them. But I, I wish they had got the recognition and that, like, 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 Amity has. Yeah, and, like, no
1: shade to, no shade to Amity. No, like, no. Definitely. Like, Love Troy. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, like, they just wanted to... They didn't want to do that thing. Yeah. And you gotta respect bands that do that like authentically. Yeah. Um. Nah, Gift Horse, fucking sick band, An incredible band. All Probably the- Bis- Brisbane's
0: best band. In my opinion, uh, I'll put that out there. That's my opinion.
1: I think if I, don't, I don't, if I if I was more awake, I maybe could think about another band, but okay. no. I'll go. With, I'll go with today. I'll go with Gift Horse being sick. the best. Yeah. Cool.
0: Fuck yeah. (laughs) Definitely sick band. Yeah, definitely. Good people. Yeah. Yeah. Matt's a fucking legend. Yep. Via studios, best studios in Brisbane. Via
1: studios. I'll never practice anywhere else. Nope.
0: they are the fucking best. (laughs) Cool. Well, thanks for doing it, man. Um, We'll just hit your socials and anything you want to promote.
1: Find ISO on Instagram. ISO HC, isolation HC. We're on Spotify, Bandcamp, YouTube. Apple Music. Apple Music. The guy in the yellow shirt. Yeah. Someone has our Apple Music account. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And find us there. Thank you. Sick. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, John, for letting me talk. Anytime.
0: (laughs) That's it. Another week, another episode of the podcast. A huge thanks to Ash for doing the podcast. He's welcome back. Whenever. uh, The longer I'm doing these, the more I'm learning. Not just about the people on the podcast, but... How to record these and how to edit these. So, I want to give a huge thank you to anyone who listens every single week. And if this is your first episode you've listened to, thank you. Go check out all the others and tell a friend and check it out. Help grow this thing. Um, support the local scene. And you can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Heavy Sweater Podcast and subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Podbean at Heavy Sweater Podcast. I've also got a link tree that I put on every single Facebook post and it's in my Instagram bio that will take you to whichever platform you desire to listen on. Uh, and unfortunately the show I was talking about last week is currently up in the air due to the current lockdown situation. So no show this Friday now. Um, but I'll have another podcast next week up next Wednesday, every Wednesday. So come back. Thanks.